Hey guys. Welcome to another episode of Pew Time with Tony. And Jackie. And all of Instagram. Because we are going live on Instagram Monday night. Everyone's chiming in. Yes. This is already fun. Like I'm looking forward to doing this in the future too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And Let's this, go. This will change in the very near future. Very near future. I'm really excited. You gonna tell him? No. What I won? No. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Alright, let's knock this out and then we'll do questions with everyone on the live. Gun news. Smith & Wesson has a new product they've announced they're going to be launching on July 11th. So, we don't know what it is. We haven't gotten any hints yet, but we will let you know if we get them. And what do you think it is? We're basically going to be in three categories, right? Is it going to be a semi-auto pistol? Is it going to be a revolver? Or is it going to be one of their rifles? Although they did release the shotgun as like a big secretive thing, so it could potentially be another shotgun. It could. Right. Are you leaning more towards handgun or long gun? I am leaning more towards handgun. Okay. If you had to guess the platform on an M&P or something totally new. I don't think it's going to be new. We were surprised by the CSX. We weren't expecting that. Which is why I don't think it's going to be anything new. Okay. Because that wasn't exactly a success. It wasn't. But they may be still trying, right? Maybe. I don't really see what else they could do on their semi-auto line. No, there's... I think... I, I think if they made a legit, full-size, double-stack, handgun, M&P-size... But internal hammer, like the equalizer and uh, easies. I this think is never going to work because you can't focus. Well, I, I, if people have questions, I want to answer them. I can scroll back on the questions. Okay. Focus. I think that it will be a semi-auto. I do not think it will be on the M&P line. Okay. It's not going to be the equalizer plus? I don't think, I think that the way they marketed the equalizer, I think they're happy with the size and the style. I don't, I don't foresee any changes to the equalizer. Okay. Unless I took that back strap safety off. Okay. Then it'd just be the equal. So this is honestly what I think it is. If it's going to be a new product, it's going to be a new pocket size replacement of the Bodyguard 380. See, that's what everyone was thinking the last one, the last review reveal was going to be. Yeah. I think because, really, Ruger has left everyone in the dust with pocket guns. Yeah. So, someone needs to catch up, and the LCP's biggest competitor, once once everyone made something that was like the Keltec, it came down to, did you have a bodyguard or an LCP? Right. So, I think that is going to be their new one. Something... Miniature, 380, yeah. a lot of rounds. Hopefully a lot of rounds. And I haven't bought the Ruger LCB Max yet, so maybe I should hold off. <laughs> so at least July 11th. We'll see what, we'll see what it is. Um, that is the only thing we have for gun news this week. Uh, we did have shooting sports news. <laughs> Carry Optics Nationals was this week. Yes. Uh, in Ohio. Yep, at the Cardinal Shooting Center. Um, well, let's talk about that real quick. A lot of people 
were not very happy, mm -hmm. um, it seems, with the match overall. Yeah. So not just the circumstances, like the rain, the puddles, the ground, the bays, but the, the puddles, stages the, too. The, the ponds. Yeah, the ponds. Yeah. I mean, it looked like like someone dumped like 50 gallons of coffee creamer on the, right. on the range. Now, granted, a lot of the stages that were posted did not show... So, Cardinal's set up to where you can only shoot downrange at the backstop. They don't have berms you can shoot at on most of the bays. But, what a lot of the stages that were posted didn't show is they do have portable bullet traps. Mm -hmm. So, it's a thing. Yeah. I just don't know how many they have. Right. So, you're very limited in stage design when you have a range set up like that. Not really. People say that all the time and... We put on great matches all around us, and we can only shoot that way. So uh, That's true. Yeah, I don't... I so, shouldn't say we put on. We don't put them on, but people around us put them on. Right. It's been done. Right. Um, so would you say people were more disappointed at the stages, or more disappointed that they didn't match up with what looked like a complex stage in the matchbook? A uh, mixture of both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think people were very disappointed in the matchbook is like, oh, this looks promising. And then they get there and go, huh. And then they realize that the stages are different than what most people are used to shooting where you have 180 degrees to shoot at. Not so much on this one. Right. So, standings. Uh, standings. Side note, hopefully they learn their lessons and my nationals is better. <laughs> Yeah, Iron Sight Nationals yes. you're referring to. Hopefully. Same area, same place. Well, we'll see. We'll cross our fingers for you and hope for some dry weather because it's going to be October. Dry and cool weather. Well, it's definitely going to be cool. It's October. Dry and cool weather. Speak it into dry, existence. Dry and cool. That's right. Um, yes. I'm not <laughs> going to be doing like what we did this past weekend. It was very hot this yes. weekend. On to the standings and we'll get into our weekends. First place, or oh, we're not doing first. Where do I start? There's so many. Let's start with overall shooters. How many were there? 508. In one single division, Nationals, yeah. carry optics. 508 carry optics shooters. Well, they have 500 listed on here. I know a handful just didn't show up, which blows my mind. Right. Because. Maybe, uh, do you think they like scaled the weather ahead of time? We're like, eh, no. I don't know, but if that's the case, you're a dick because <laughs> there was a huge waiting list for this match. Yeah. And if you weren't going to show up, you should have withdrawn. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to work our way down and I'm going to pick out, we'll do the top 16 because it was one division and top 16 is kind of the general, that's... Standard. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, first place, Christian Seiler. By right. 42 points. Oh. So, let's speak on that real quick, because that's kind of higher than what we see uh, a normal win spread by. Normally at Nationals, we're like, oh, that was a point. Neck oh, and neck. That was a half a point. Yeah. Now, it was neck and neck in, in the aspect that it came down to the last day, mm -hmm. but it wasn't, like, 40 points is... It's a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. Hang on, I'm getting the uh, 
stuff here. All right, here we go. All right, so second place, Nils Jonasson. Third place, Jacob Hetherington. Fourth place, John Vlieger. Fifth place, Garen Singleton. Hang on, I'm going to say something, and you can have the phone. So, we've already said the top five, and haven't mentioned, well, a handful of the big-name shooters. Right. I was on number six, in case you got lost. I wasn't sure if oh, you were okay. still talking, because you Go ahead. seemed to be in the groove. Sixth place, Trace Decker. Seventh, Max Michelle. Eighth, Mason Lane. Right? Another one we we're kind of thinking would be closer at the top. Ninth, Dazi Zhang. And tenth, Jay Beal. Congrats, buddy. Top ten is awesome. Yes. Then you have Brantley Miriam, Jeremy Story, The Professor Wansik Kim, 14th, Scott Brown, 15th, Aaron Edens, and 16th, J.J. Rakaza. Now, for those of you that don't know, uh, J.J. had a squib on stage 10. Is that what happened? We were suspecting something. I've, yeah, so he commented on one of the USPSA videos on Instagram and said, my nationals is done, I had a squib. Because mm -hmm. for the match, he has like 26 mics. Yeah. So from one stage, right? Right. So that's uh, yeah, that's. You want to read the special shout outs? You want me to read them? You can. Uh, so Lane Greer's, awesome job, dude. Placement. Seventeenth. And. Matt Hempel, twenty-first. Twenty-fourth, Shane Coley. Don't normally see him with a dot on his gun, so I'm going to give you a pass. Yeah, he's been shooting limited lately, hasn't he? Always. 28th place, Michael Seeklander. 31st, Ryan Flowers. 33rd, Luke Cow. 34th, Casey Reed. Uh, just going... Uh, Isaac Lockwood, 40th. Tanfo Timmy, 41st. Tom Castro, 45th. Henny Walgreen, 47th. Range Panda, 49th. Hunter Constantine, 50th. And now we're in basically the top 10%. Right. And without going out down all the way through the list, special shout out to 119th place, uh, the silent assassin himself, John Martello, which is pretty freaking good. I mean, you're still... Top 20. Yeah. 22, right? Yeah, 20, 22%. Yeah. Somewhere in there. So, quite impressive. Very good job. And we're not going to need the notes anymore because everything else is going to be based on personal experience. Right. Like, our weekend shooting sports. Our weeks. So I yes. guess that's where we should apologize. I did not put up a podcast, even a short one, because our weeks started very hectic yeah and so that would have been, been two weeks straight of driving traveling sleeping shortly 
more driving, more traveling, Sleep. working, sleeping. Sleeping. I slept a lot in the car. Yeah, but like when I said short, you know, sleeping for short periods, I was referring to your hour nap in the car when I was driving. Because mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I drove for an hour back from Georgia. I put in my time. Yeah, yeah. It was like, what, you said 65 minutes I drove? 62. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I put, it, I put in work this week. So uh, our trips started off driving down to Thomasville, Georgia for a regular gun guys, a regular meetup, number three. Number three. It was, I don't know, 13-hour drive, 14-hour drive. Yeah, 14. I think they said 200 people were at that event. Yeah, it was, it was big. Humongous yeah, event. Yeah. So, a regular gun guy, Carl, Ten. Carl, Carlito. Just a regular gun guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Carl, it's Lito, it's Carlito. Yeah. <laughs> um... Amazing job. Um, the whole thing was smooth. It was very organized. I think everything went really well. You could tell all the hard work that went into it. Oh, yeah. A lot of good sponsors. A lot of good event. It started off with uh, a little meet and greet at the hotel. Uh, thank you to everyone at that event that came up and said hi to us and said that they enjoyed the content and watching our videos and our shenanigans and enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> Uh, very humbling, and we were very, very appreciative of it. Uh, we did the meet and greet, followed by Range Day. Range Day started off with a minute of mayhem. Which was awesome. Yes. Which is basically just, uh, hey, uh, everyone, get together and... They throw an M80 downrange, and when it goes off, you shoot all of your guns as fast as you can, and people are shooting full auto, and it's just like absolute mayhem. Minute of mayhem. It was fantastic. What's up, Roderick? Hey. Yeah. And that followed by having our smorgasbord of guns out. Yeah, we had a lot. We didn't bring all of them, but we brought, like, our ones that everybody sees online. Yeah. Yeah, basically, we brought the Laugh and Load Greatest Hits. Right. (laughs) So then we got... Then there was a competition. No, the, that wasn't that wasn't there yet. Then we got well, we had friendly competitions with people. I went head to head with Mister Bumpfire from Instagram, so he was going to bumpfire a pistol, and I was going to shoot how I shoot. And uh, we'll just say that he wants to leave it undecided, and we have to try it again in the future, which I welcome. Very cool. Then Jackie got to shoot her first full auto ever. That was exciting. Which was a full auto uh, Glock compensated pistol. Mm-hmm. So a C model. Basically an 18C, which is yeah. pretty cool. Well, it was a converted 17, but nonetheless. Yeah. Shot that. Then we walked over. That was that... Like that, that, I would say it took me back. <laughs> it did actually literally take me back. Yeah. Um, I was, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Right. Um, so I totally stood isosceles instead of Weaver. And like Tony had put his hand on my back. Like, <laughs> don't tip over. <laughs> but that was a lot of fun. Um, and then I shot an AR full auto. 
Mm-hmm. And then an HK MP5S full auto. And then you got to shoot it, which was very exciting for me to watch because yes. I know how much you love that gun. Yes. Yeah, it was the very first time shooting a full auto real MP5. So it was, it was magical. <laughs> Definitely magical. The look on your face was like absolutely priceless. It was like a kid getting exactly what he wanted from yes. Santa. The silent assassin himself has joined us. What's up, John? Hey. Uh, and then the competition happened. Yeah. So, we signed up for a competition, but I have to preface this with a story from the day before. Uh, a now friend, uh, Mr. R. Daniels, who is in a wheelchair, uh, came up to me the day before. He started talking to us about competition. I said, yeah, absolutely, reach out. There's a couple of things we can point you to. I have friends that run, like, Battle Buddy 3-Gun. Shout out, Frankie. And there's ways you can get involved. We have friends that are in wheelchairs and they shoot competition. Mm-hmm. So he was all for it. He was very excited knowing yes. that it was a possibility for him. Right. Flash forward to the next day. And they're signed up for the competition. I didn't know there was going to be a competition. Did you? No. Had no idea. They just made like this random announcement. They called a ceasefire on the range and everything to make right. the announcement. And I... I'm I'm a competitive guy, so I jump in. I'm in. Let's do it. And uh, pun totally intended. Our Daniels rolls up, and he says, "Hey, I want to get in the competition too." And the guys are looking like, "Uh, uh." I was like, "Nah, I got you, bro. I'll push you." I don't know what it is. I'm assuming if there's movement, I will assist you. What's up, Noel? Hey. So then we trek over to the range. It was like a quarter mile hike and you had to go down a hill to a gigantic field. A very like uneven, trenched up, rocky hill. Yeah. Everyone's trying to invite or offer to help Mr. R. Daniels down the hill. Right. And he just cool as a cucumber goes. (laughs) <laughs> Roderick, you suck. <laughs> uh, Mr. Roderick says, uh, I assume Martello just got back from live fire practice. <laughs> of which he does not. I know. That's why it's funny. Anyway. <laughs> R. Daniels cools a cucumber goes, nah, I got it. Literally pops up on two wheels and rock crawls his way down this hill. The whole way. No help, no nothing. And John just said, three whole days of dry fire. He's referring to nationals. Live fire. Oh, yeah. What did I say? You said dry fire. Oh. I know you meant live fire. Yes. Three whole days of live fire. fire. Funny. So we get down the hill. Down the hill. And now they're kind of describing this competition. So uh, it also helps to point out that... The guys running this particular competition go by the handle of, shout out to you guys, guns and boxing. That's when I should have known that I should have just gone back to the other side of the range. So this was, technically, you could label it as a shooting competition. Technically. Yeah. That would be the equivalent... 
my god, that's what it is. We literally did a biathlon with no snow. Yeah. And less bullets. Yeah, a lot less. And a pistol, and not a rifle. Yeah. Without skis. All of those things. Okay, so I'm going to try and be as descriptive as possible, because this is going on an audio version of the podcast as well. You had two barrels. No, three barrels. You had the start barrel, which was all the way in a field about 50 yards, 40 yards to the first barrel. So you had to run across the back, back berm laterally parallel with the backstop 40 yards round that barrel and run forward another 15, 10, 15 yards. Yeah. Load the handgun. Shoot one at a stop plate size steel. That was the first round. Luckily, there were a lot of people because it gave most everyone a chance to catch their breath before the second round. Right. So, uh, the first round, pretty much everyone makes it through. A handful didn't. (laughs) I am the handful. You you made that out the first? No. Really? Yeah. I pulled a shot. I thought you made it out of the first, you no. didn't do the second. No, I absolutely did not. That's why I was oh. able to get you water, because I didn't have to run again. <laughs> What's up, Big Mike? Yeah, okay, so you're right. You're one of the few. I'm one of the handful. Right. <clears throat> so, in this first round, our Daniels is up, and he starts at the first barrel. So we got about a 15-yard sprint to go. Now, everyone else that I've pushed in a wheelchair has had experience with people pushing them in a wheelchair. And I should have known things weren't adding up. So as we're down there, I'm like, hey man, where's the, uh, where's the handles on the back of your uh, wheelchair? He said, oh, uh, I don't have those. Okay. Cool. This little bar that goes back, can I push on that? I give it a little push. He goes, yeah, that should be fine. All right, cool, I'm in. That's all I need to know. I start pushing him, and according to everyone else, his hands, well, I don't think he realized how fast I was going to push him. Like, this is a competition, bro. We got places to pee. (laughs) Little did I know, we would not end up there as quickly as I'd planned. We had to... Make a detour. We had a little bump in the road. (laughs) We're about 90% of the way there. Oh, my God. And next thing you know, you hear a... And then you see Mr. Daniels fall face first. Out of the chair. Out, completely out of his chair. And you see me and my full body completely left the ground in air over the chair, and then kind of rotated to the side and fell onto the ground. So I catapulted myself. Forward. Forward. I still think he hit the bricks. I'm standing by it, even though he says he didn't. That, or it caused the chair to collapse there, because it's a fold point where I was pushing him, Mm -hmm. when he leaned forward to start to reach for the gun. Mm -hmm. It's one of those two. But he is good. He's good. He got up. I made sure he was good. We helped him back up. 
He loaded the gun, he shot it, boom, onto the next round. As we're walking back, I'm talking to him, and I'm like, yeah, you made it through round two. He's like, yeah, yeah, cool. I was like, uh, do you need help with the second round? He's like, no, nah, man, I, I think I got the second round myself. I'm like, I don't blame you. <laughs> so it was really funny because, so he went face forward, like his whole front side was it was it was it was the wet ground, right? Mm-hmm. It was a wet ground, so he was fr- all wet on the front. You dove over, rotated, and landed on your back. Right. So your side and your back were wet. And he, between rounds, said, "Because his mom took him to this event." He goes. He looked at his wet shirt. He looked at his friend. He goes, "I don't know what I'm going to tell my mama." <laughs> Poor kid. Uh, so I made it through the first round. I unfortunately did not make it through the second round. Uh, that first was kind of the... It was like 93 degrees outside, scorching hot, and yeah. humid as all hell from the rain the night before. Ugh. Well, no, it was craziness, right? This was, not, uh, this was not an event that I was built for. Right. Um, so the second round was basically the same as the first, but the farthest the first barrel the start barrel got moved farther and then the end barrel got moved back up range farther so it was longer shot to steal yeah longer shot to steal longer distance to run really everyone got harder and harder and then the third round they decided that they were going to have people start at the top of the hill run all the the way down the crickety yes the crickety hill run all the way down (laughs) to the start barrel and then touch the start barrel the original start barrel and then go all the way back and run the course basically the same as round two. And then round four was the same, but on your after you touched the original start barrel, after running down the hill, you had to go under a table. Yeah, like a folding yes. table where six people sit and eat right. dinner. Like <laughs> Do a barrel roll. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, John. Karen, what's up, man? What's up, Eddie? So, uh, shout out to Asian Wick for completely, I think. He absolutely killed it. He killed it. I mean, the he made the runs he was doing look effortless. Like, literally on the fourth round, everyone's already gassed. They're already smoked. Like, zero energy. Just pulling their bodies through to make it through this thing. And he comes trotting. Right trotting up to the turn barrel waving at the crowd right. <laughs> what a baller <laughs> right. so in epic fashion the uh, guns and boxing guys created a boxing like championship belt which they awarded to asian wick it was very well deserved congrats mike uh it showed me obviously where i'm lacking uh, severely in that department but it was fun i'm glad we got to participate that kind of ended our regular gun guide trip (laughs) jl says he has crackhead energy he does have crackhead energy (laughs) referring to asian wick right (laughs) which is 100 percent true yeah that kind of ends the regular meetup uh they did awards a bunch of our friends got awards uh twista got gun snob of the year uh, Eddie, who is currently in the chat with us, got uh, funniest 
gun tuber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and the championship belt was yellow like Asian Wick himself. Funny. Also, very, very true and very funny. <laughs> uh, and a handful of other things people won. Uh, I wasn't at the award dinner. I was trying to get sleep, which I didn't get. For your drive home that started at 11 p.m.? For the drive home. So then we drove home, got a little rest, had to recoup because it was a lot of driving. Yeah. Uh, and then prepared to leave later the next week to go up to Brownells in Iowa. For GunCon 2023. For GunCon 2023 that was hosted and presented and put on by our friend John Patton from the Gun Collective. At Brownells Factory. At Brownells Headquarters. That was an awesome week. Like the first day was, what do they call it? Media. They didn't call it, it media. No, it was. It was content creators. It was content creators, uh, media, and VIP access to the range. Mm -hmm. So that, that was, was fun. fun. That was fun. so much fun. So, my most favorite part about GunCon, I think, was like from the range day, was mm. getting to shoot the Genesis. Yeah, the Genesis 12. Which is. A full auto shotgun. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. So I've shot a handful of shotguns, less than 10, but they were all like, you know, 12 gauge. You could feel the kick. This thing was so soft shooting. I totally didn't think that I was going to be able to handle the full auto on it. Mm -hmm. And I was a little nervous, but like the guy like set me up with placing it on my feet and like how to hold it and like where to angle and put my like, lean my weight into so that was really helpful yeah handled it like a champ so much fun i want one so we need to move so for guys that <laughs> don't know uh the genesis 12 they also worked with Taryn, and that is the shotgun that john wick uses in number four with the dragon's breath so which is a dope shotgun and uh we're going to go and get video testing of it mm-hmm because I want to. And it's basically a 12-gauge upper that goes on an AR-10 lower. So, it yeah. is dope. And proprietary mags, if I remember. Right. So much fun. Right. Like, the mags are like... I know you guys can see it on Instagram. The mags are like <laughs> this big. Yeah, I mean, it's the size of an AR-10 mag because it goes in an AR-10 receiver. And it holds 10 shots. <laughs> which, which is like, in your head, you're like, oh my god, it's so big and it only holds 10. You're like, oh, it's right, 12 gauge. Right. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, Big Gunner. What's up, man? Long time no talk. Uh, was a great trip. Eddie Tactical says, uh, we should have met Team Brown at Nashville. I, I really had to get home, buddy. <laughs> uh, was Benelli on the list for what? I don't know what you're referring to. Let me know. Uh, second day of GunCon. Was awesome was amazing. This was also the day that was open to the public. You could buy um, tickets mm -hmm. to come see it. So what GunCon has morphed into is uh, all of the amazing companies that work with John, Brownells, HK, Radian, Lockdown, Taurus. Genesis, Taurus, uh, Oracle. Oracle. Yeah. All of these companies all show up there. Tandem Cross. They all meet and allow you to come there and even purchase stuff. I mean, 
Uh, Swamp Fox was there, Tandem Cross was there, and you could actually buy things there. Yeah. Uh, at, I will say, it, a discounted rate. Yeah, steeply discounted. Right. You could get really good deals if you went to Gun Gun. Mm-hmm. And throughout the day, he would have different seminars, like a reloading seminar from Frankfurt Arsenal. Or and there's medical a medical symbol. seminar, an AR-15 seminar. Right. And then he had different panels. So he had an industry panel with people in the industries from all these different companies. And then he had what he called the next-gen panel, which would have more up-and-coming YouTube stars, like our friend. I wouldn't say he's up-and-coming, but he's of the new breed yeah. of YouTube. The next generation right. of YouTubers. Uh, John Keys from Guns Out. Mm-hmm. And a list of a bunch of other people. Go Gamma. Yep. Listed on the Next Gen panel, and they did their questions, and they did a live stream. And you can look at all of these. If you didn't go to GunCon, you can head over to the Gun Collective YouTube channel, and the replays are all there. They are well worth watching. Yeah, very, very good. And then the last panel was known as the Elite panel. And, I mean, you had the heavy hitters yeah. from everywhere. You had John himself, Mr. Guns and Gear. Gun shorts. <laughs> you had James Reeves gun shorts from TFB TV. The Ultimate Reloader. Uh, we Like Shooting. Sean. Sean from We Like Shooting. Uh, Honest Outlaw. And I'm missing two of them. There was two more. Lots. It's actually all the people in the post that we put up today asking for questions for the show. Yes. I just can't remember who they are because there was quite a bit of them. It was a large panel. It was very good. The questions that they were asked were, you know, some of them were like, you know, basic, simple, like, you know, what made you get into YouTubing? Um, but some of them were like super deep questions and it was, it was very good. Um, I think the panel had very thoughtful answers, um, very insightful answers and very helpful answers because a lot of them, a lot of people that were asking the questions, you could tell were either interested in starting a YouTube channel based on the questions they were asking, or they were already in, like, had a YouTube channel, maybe smaller, maybe, you know, just starting out, maybe smaller and had been struggling to find their niche. But, I mean, the, the questions, the answers that were being put out there in the panel was, they were very thoughtful mm -hmm. um, and very inspiring. I agree. Let's hit some questions. Uh, yeah, well, we're almost done with Con Con. Con oh, well, this question. Congrats on winning the raffle. So I forgot you put something up about winning. Mm -hmm. That's why this wall, the backdrop will be changing very soon. So, so Lockdown Secured was giving away a four-piece section of the wall. Um, comes with all sorts of, like, hangers and holders and display things for it. So it's not just the wall itself. It's got all the stuff to hang all of the pretty things on. So I'm so excited. Also, if you think we should put pink LEDs behind it, let me know. No. <laughs> uh, Big Gunner, we'll see you later, buddy. I know it's late there, and we'll catch up soon. It's been a while. Uh, the Benelli, Benelli was not there. Uh, not at TriggerCon. They really only had TriggerCon. Or that's I. He said TriggerCon. Oh, <laughs> I'm like it was oh, con. I'm like oh, you're awfully creative. I like that. Oh, thanks, Steve. He says we're both big influences. Appreciate that. No to pink LED, Rainy. 
<laughs> no. Uh, so if you guys want, this would be the good time. Throw some questions in. We'll answer some questions. I had some come in on the other end. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there was one that asked, I think it was Renata earlier in the call, um, what was your favorite part about GunCon? I'll let you go first. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Were you deaf? I said, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. <laughs> I think my my favorite part of GunCon is more of a collective. That's funny, because the gun collective put it on. <laughs> more of a collective of different parts that happened throughout day two and are you good okay. proceed <laughs> and that would be i think three or four occasions three occasions on day two we were approached the first guy totally took me by surprise um, it was, we're having a conversation with someone, I go, we're having a conversation with someone and he goes, Hey, I listen to your guys' podcasts all the time. It's so good to meet you. I just had to stop in and say hi. And I wonder, did he just recognize our voices? I don't know. If you've seen me in a video, I'm pretty hard to miss and I kind of look the same in public. I mean, yes, that's true. He specifically said podcast, though. So then in That's my head, true. I was like, I was like, oh, my gosh, our voices are incredibly distinct. <laughs> Either that or our banter is, like, undeniable. Um, oh, you're talking and, about the guy that walked up. We were at Neomag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out Neomag. We're going to be doing a project in the future that will allow me the ultimate comfort to shoot a USPSA match in gym shorts. Mm-hmm. So. Which is very exciting. Um, and then just like a few encounters like that throughout the whole day, yeah. you know, we had a few other people come up and we're like, they're like, Oh my gosh, love your stuff. Listen to your podcast, which is fantastic. Yeah. So all of you listening that came up to us this weekend, thank you very much. Um, it was overwhelming how appreciative, like I was feeling of all of you. I love you all so much. And then we even had someone, um, like the day after the show ended, sent me a message on Instagram and said, damn, I seen you about 30 times and didn't have a chance to step over and say hi, but really wanted to, which is really funny because he was actually on the next gen panel. And when we were watching the next gen panel from like the back of the room, um, you had mentioned that you really liked a lot of his answers and the way he yeah. was talking and wanted to meet him, but we didn't end up tracking him down at all. We couldn't find him. Right. We looked. He was wearing a bright blue shirt. It was very hard to miss. Couldn't find him. Right. So, but, it was nice that we caught up with him after the fact. Yes. Go on. What was my... Is that what we're on? What yeah. Was I was favorite? still talking about my favorite no, part, but I'm done. No, no, that, no that was... He was the tail end of my excitement of meeting the people since technically we met him. It was just after the fact. Yeah, I was going to say, but we're also going to plan to meet up and... Do some other things. It'll be fun. Yeah. Your favorite part? Mm, honestly, just, just hanging out with... Really just hanging out with everyone. That's the beauty about going to 
an event like that that we've we have history of going to and we know that most of the people there pretty well and feel kind of honestly feel kind of just blessed to be able to just sit down and talk with like-minded individuals not just in the gun world but you know when you can sit down and hang out with Mr. and Mrs. Honest Outlaw and James Reeves and Roger from QVO and you know the Guns Out guys John Patton and John and all these people and just sit and just talk and have a good time it's it's the best yeah you know and it's it's it allows if you get the chance to go to GunCon do it yeah because sure. going there all the people that are on the panel are up walking around and doing the same things that everyone's doing. Right. And every single person I saw there loved it when people came up. Hey, man, can we get a picture? Hey, man, can we, you know. Like, they're real people. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, and I was under the same presumption, right? I never met James Reeves. He's one of the very few gun YouTube channels that I watch. I watch a few. There's a couple guys that I really like. Their their style, their sarcasm. Right. He he reminds me of you. He's just an absolute smart ass and he gives no fucks. And that's why I like him, I think. So when you introduced me to him, I did fangirl for like a quick hot second. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> like super excited. But like talking to him is like like he's he is a normal dude. He does yeah. not walk around like I'm a superstar, worship me. Like he it's it's not they're not unattainable right. people. They are real people who love the same things you love and would love to have a conversation with that about you. About it with you. Right. Like, awesome. Absolutely awesome. Great experience. Yeah, it was, it was a ton of fun. I can't wait for next year. Yeah. Uh, standouts. We got to hold standouts of GunCon. Basically, we got to hold what's going to be the production model of the Oracle. Oh, yeah. So, you're very excited about that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Oracle, we can't wait, man. We're very excited, guys. We're going to be doing some work with them. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Maybe a comparison video with something. Maybe. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, the, the products that were out there, like, I know the tandem cross chassis for the Ruger PC charger has been out, or PC carbine has been out for a long time. Mm -hmm. I've never had the opportunity to handle one, mm -hmm. check it out, mess around with it. And with the changes I want to do on mine, that was probably like the biggest excitement thing for me to mess around with at the show because it's something that's in my like future wants list. Mm -hmm. So to handle it instead of like blindly ordering it online and not getting a chance to like mess around with it a bunch so that was exciting for me the new sro platypus in a week i don't know what you're talking about steve what do you mean elaborate maybe he's ordering a platypus and putting an sro on it and it'll be here in a week no eaa was not at the show i did get to handle the uh, Taurus executive grades, and they are legitimately nice revolvers. They're super nice. Yeah. 
Uh, what other guns do we... Oh, you got to shoot the afterburner. That was very cool. So I've had my... My 19 is the first gun I ever bought. I've had it for almost 15 years, and it's a Gen 3. So knowing that you told me that they make them for you know different generations is very exciting. Because um, I kind of want one. Uh, if you don't know what the afterburner is, it is a barrel and comp. They come together. Yeah, it's, a, it's the ramjet afterburner. The ramjet is the barrel. The afterburner is the comp. Uh, and they come together. And it is a non-threaded barrel. So it is 100% 50 state compliant, including our treacherous Illinois. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, riveted locking pin system, I believe is what they... Right? Uh, it's a tapered screw. Tapered screw. Riveted, tapered. Completely different. A shape at the front that's not cylindrical. <laughs> <laughs> Following the dynamic of the rest, the rest of the body. It moves inward. Tapered. So, uh, yeah. You just put them on, put the screw in, and then it's on. Yep. Self-timing. Uh, it, it did cut down recoil quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, which so. is very exciting. I went one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Steve says cut for the, cut for the SRO. Well, the SRO for the platypus, the cut for that's already out. It's mm -hmm. available. If you order one now, you can ask for an RMR cut. Yep. Uh, didn't the Ramjet have problems? Not really. I, when you first took your first shot, when your thumbs were on it, because... Oh. The, you know, you're releasing gases, so the slide's not going to be moving as much, and your thumbs slowed it down. But once you moved your thumbs, it yeah. it didn't have any issues at all. And that wasn't a gun problem. That was a you problem. I don't know what you mean by definitely needs a set screw, but it essentially has a set screw, the tapered screw in it. Yeah. Yeah, it stops it from walking out. So it's not, it's not threaded, so it's not turning to tighten. So it's not going to walk off. You may want to look at some revolvers from SAR USA, Tony. Mm. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but honestly, if the next revolver I look at is going to be some 8-shot Smith & Wesson, because I want one to compete with. Mm -hmm. So, whether it be a 9 mil or a 38 Special that I get cut from moon clips. Yeah. It'll be among those. Yeah, something big and beefy to run on the range. Yep. You get more questions? Uh, there are more coming in. <laughs> he says I lost him with the revolver comment. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, if we have nothing else coming in from Instagram, which it does not nope. look like there's more questions coming in, we are going to cut this off. You guys have been awesome. If you need to get a hold of us, you can send us a message on Instagram or Facebook at Laugh and Load. Send us an email if that is your thing. Pewtimepodcast at gmail.com. You can DM Tony or I directly on Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. Tony underscore Salas and the dot get dot girl for me. And we will see y'all next week. Love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.